Welcome to Tech Talk Nation, talking about the latest tech, industry news, and hot topics. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Visit our website at techtalknation.com. Good evening and welcome to Tech Talk Nation. I'm your host, Matt Fitzgerald, and we have a short show for you tonight, but a really good one at that. We're going to be talking about a lot of updates uh, from some articles that we've been covering on previous shows, talk about a lot of going uh, news going on with Apple and potentially a new iPhone release coming up soon, and then teleportation. So stick around, stay tuned to find out, and we are going to get right into this episode of Tech Talk Nation. So, as usual, we are joined by two very great contributors on the show. We have Matt Grislow and Ryan Eastman with us once again. How are you guys? Ready to draft a fantasy football team here after the podcast. <laughs> there you go. That's that's why we got to be short today. Uh, got to do that fantasy football draft, right? There yeah, they go. start tomorrow. Good point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow's Thursday. I'll be honest. I've forgotten football existed for quite a while. It's um, Bucks Cowboys. Okay. That's the first game of the season. I don't know where they're playing, but it's a Thursday night game. So season opens tomorrow. QB1, by the end of the season, better be Justin Fields. Nagy, I'm talking to you. I know you watch this show. (laughs) Yeah, just like Elon Musk, two very big fans of our show. Oh, Elon Musk. We all know Elon Musk watches the show. I mean, big fan. Big fan. There we go. Yeah, he's a big fan. (laughs) Definitely. Justin Fields. More like Justin should be moved to Soldier Field for how bad he is at football. Am I right? Uh, I mean, they play at Soldier Field. And if he played at Soldier Field, that means he'd be starting, which he's not. Oh, man, I'm stupid. I thought Soldier Field was the Cubs stadium. No, that's Wrigley. Not even close. That's Wrigley. Oh man, <laughs> that would that would. I hate to say this, but stay in your lane, kid. Stay in your lane. Honestly, football should be my lane. I played it longer than any of you, but still, <laughs> I was too brittle to be a football player. So at least, at least you didn't say that the the Bears have played there for over hundred years. Someone posted some stupid TikTok like a month or two ago and was like, "Oh, the you know Soldier Field's got hundred years of football of of Bears football." No, they really have like 30 or 40. They started playing in every game. I mean, let's be honest. Even right now, they barely qualify as a football team. They're all lying. Alrighty. Shaky, but yeah. Well, this is <laughs> actually... fun throwing shots at Bears fans. This is actually a really good transition. Because I didn't even know that they played at Soldier Field. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, I'm a Packers fan. I don't have to care about the Bears. They haven't been a threatened decades all right so uh you're about to lose your quarterback after the season you're about to lose your (laughs) you're about to lose your rights to the show saying malarkey like that on the show so uh (laughs) joking around the united states oof (laughs) he has popularized that word once again but anyway speaking speaking of uh a chicago company here the first update we have for you is actually a really good um one of our features from a couple shows ago about the uh, McDonald's um, for, uh, machines, the McDonald's ice cream machines. And this, this uh, title was is phenomenal. Uh, good job, Gizmodo. Uh, but basically, long story short, the FTC is now getting involved uh, with this issue with the McDonald's vent, um, 
ice cream machines. In <laughs> case you aren't uh, familiar with what we covered on the last show, um, basically what wound up happening is the machines are notoriously broken, they're hard to repair, and the manufacturer actually prevents the end user from trying to repair the machine. So now the FTC has sent out letters to some McDonald's franchisees to basically be like, hey, what's going on? How does McDonald's procure their vendors? How do they do stuff like this? And um, basically is trying to gather information on what's happening here. So we'll see if this actually materializes. That is Big fan of this. Big fan of this. Um, that is meme magic in action right there. Right. It, I mean, yeah, the title's funny, but also... In the story is interesting. We covered it a while ago, a few months ago. Um, but uh, and I, I didn't realize this. I suppose uh, Biden, U.S. president, um, in July, uh, a month or two ago, started this initiative um, essentially for the right to repair, not only for electronics um, in like for consumer electronics, but in, in other industries, too. And this is part of it. Um, this is, a, I think, a very good example of uh app of uh, not apple geez of, of mcdonald's and the company that um sells these machines kind of taylor. monopolizing what uh the yeah taylor monopolizing the the, the right to repair and, and the ability to repair and, and everything that you know you, you should be able to, to do servicing your own machine um so I, i'm excited to see where this goes because i i didn't expect this um to happen the ftc would finally step up to the plate and take this on um but i'm a big fan of this and especially i think it's interesting because or, or there's more to it because not just are they not allowing people to repair their stuff but after a company who made and started selling their devices um to tell the the franchise owners um about their machines um after they made this this machine uh the company started going after them too um, and it's sort of like a, uh, I don't know what the word is, but yeah, yeah, I really am interested in this and I'm, I'm looking forward to see where this goes. Definitely. And the, the other interesting bit in this article too, is that, that kitsch, um, device that we were talking about, they were the people who kind of kicked this off. They, they sued, um, I believe Taylor. Uh, yeah, they, they accused Taylor of infringing on McDonald's franchisees' rights to repair and sued Taylor, and then the FTC was like, wait a second, and they kind of got the ball rolling on this. So so props to them on that, um, but it's it's interesting. Oh, yeah, and it's, man, it's been a meme for almost a decade now, probably. It's been a meme for a while that the McDonald's McFlurry machine is always broken. Right. Uh I'm less confident that this really bolsters right to repair, mostly because it's McDonald's who's benefiting from this. It's not some random individual. Well, the it's franchise. The franchisees the are. Works. Yeah. For example, I, I used to know someone who owned a Dairy Queen. You can't get that ice cream machine unless you own a Dairy Queen. And I know this specifically because there was some millionaire or something who was trying to get one and just couldn't. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and so, uh, like, I'm I'm less confident that this actually bolsters it because it feels like it might get kind of selectively bolstered in McDonald's favor because they're McDonald's. I guess I guess the benefit we'll see. right. 
I guess the benefit I see here, though, is for those franchisees who have the, once they're McDonald's franchise owner, they have the right to purchase said machine. And then they, they have the right to um, have a service contract with it or repair it. Um, The one thing that I could. It's not impossible that it helps. Right. The one thing I could see being a problem though, is um, the, the biggest counterpoint that I bet Taylor would have in this lawsuit is about, uh, like brand consistency. So like the only way to fix the machine and the authorized way to get the same product out of it is by one of their like authorized people using their authorized parts, doing their authorized methods. And it's, it's, I I understand that completely because you want to have a consistent product across like all your stores and stuff like that. But at the same time, I don't know. What, what, what do you think on that? I mean, like, if, if it was a major replacement of something, I imagine they would want, like, one of their specialists out there. But if a fuse blows, and you have to buy your fuse from them, and they get mad if you don't put, like, the perfect fuse that they produce back in. Good point. I mean, come on. Yeah, definitely. But, like, I imagine if the pump blows, you might want to call the people who made it and be like, hey, the pump blew. We need to replace this. Right. Like, I can't do this myself. (laughs) Yeah. For, like, the really big and expensive pieces, I imagine you still would go through the normal people. Right. Like, let's say one of those hoses in the front breaks. Like, you could hose clamp a thing in place, but, like, not one of the pumps. But Hmm. I agree. I agree. Well, in the interest of time here, might as well move on to our next update here. Um, If you watch one of our episodes... uh, probably, what, a month ago at this point, you would learn about the artificial intelligence that designed products and uh, uh, filed AI. Uh, Or, excuse me, filed patents for um, its design. Well, we have an update on that, too. According to the U.S. judge, only, quote, natural persons can be recognized as patent inventors, not AIs. Basically, um, this article goes into detail about how the U.S. um, had a court ruling that said that the um like a circuit court ruling that says the uh only a natural person can create a patentable item um the researchers who were doing this experiment are now taking that a step further and want to go to the appeals court with that um to see what what goes on there the other kind of breaking news is Australia's Commissioner of Patents, Paula Adamson, has announced she will uh, appeal the uh, court decision down under because she, in the uh, in Australia, they basically said, hey, it's okay to do this. And that was kind of big news for them. And the patent officer uh, is like, no, this shouldn't be a thing. So you're kind of getting this this catch here which is really interesting so i don't know i mean i kind of agree with it like a person's name has got to be on the pad i understand like you can obviously i think you could probably still uh assist your design using ai and all that Mm -hmm. you could probably use ai to you know help you through all the design stages but i imagine like when you file you're gonna do it under your name and not the AIs. And I'm willing to bet that meets all legal requirements or whatever. 
Right. The AI is just the thing that spits ideas at you. And then like, you just have to yeah. do the, the legwork to actually apply it. Like the AI just can't go like nothing to patent. So. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I still hold my same opinion from however long ago it was. Um, I, I think it's absurd that you can, or, or, or that people believe that AI can hold a patent um, under e even under today's laws, standards, practices, well, yeah. or whatever you want to call them, um, right? It, it just doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, uh, again, and I'm a, I'll use reference or this example again. If you use a software to optimize what you're doing or to test out what you're doing, it doesn't necessarily mean that that software now holds um, partial, you know, ownership credit for for whatever comes out of it. It's just it, it's just a, a tool. It's right. a tool. Right. Yeah. And, and AI is the same way. And like AI is a tool. Yeah. How do you license a patent to someone? <laughs> how do you license a patent that's generated under an AI right. to someone? How like can who, you can't you the, the AI can't have a bank account? The AI, AI can't, can't license have its name yeah. on a corporation. So that patent has to be under the name of a person or a corporation or something. Because, mm -hmm. like, otherwise, it's functionally useless. You can't put an AI's name on a deposition of a court case. It's, it can't be, like, I don't know, AI C1529 versus the people of Georgia or something if someone violated their patent. Right. You, yeah. have, to have, like, you have to have a party that's actually, uh, what's the word? Offended? A party that's wronged? Uh, there's a, a legal term for this. A, it's a really uh, specific one. There's a plaintiff and injured. a uh, a party that's a defendant. Injured. Plaintiff and defendant. I think injured I think. might work there. You're you looking for very specific law. I am looking for legal terms. It's <laughs> there been you a, go. Listen, I haven't looked. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. The point is, there's a special word for it. You have to have a party. I think injury might be the word. Mm -hmm. And you can't really show that an AI was injured by something like in a financial sense or anything because the AI doesn't have rights, money <laughs> or rights. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you bring you bring up a good point, though, the, the point or the uh, the case in which you would go to court over a patent or something. I mean, how, are you really going to sue an, an AI, a code? Like, you, like, that's just not, you, you can't do it. And, and then yeah. what? You're going to sue the code for damages? Like, what, you, what, you think the code just going to spit out Bitcoin? No. That's not so how that works. Code, yeah. Right. And can the, the code can't sue you for damages either if you violate its patent. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, it, it really is absurd, especially when you think about these sort of, like, I don't think they're very uh, specific examples. I mean, these are pretty general, generic um I would say very uh, applicable situations. Yeah. Um, right. And even to that point, like, what, what is an AI going to invoke the Fifth Amendment and and not take the stand? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. it, it it's just absurd. It's right. Just absurd. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, well, where it interacts with the real world, things kind of explode for now. So, or I mean, if they're driving cars, they hit. Uh, police vehicles and first responder vehicles or odd, you know, points in the road. Oh, yeah. But right. That's autopilot. There you and go. Oh, don't worry. That'll have its day in court. 
probably within the next three, four years. Guaranteed. Oh yeah. Well, at the what was it? The was it FCC or whatever the commission is on cars. Uh, um, yeah, uh, that was last week. NTSB, I think NTSB, the National Highway yes. Transportation or National oh. Transportation Safety yeah, Board, I think. Something. Yeah. Too many government organizations. I, I know, on. right? Definitely. <laughs> well, but I mean, they're not taking autopilot to court. They're taking Tesla to court. Yeah. You can't take an AI to court. Yeah. Obviously, they're taking Tesla to court. Right. Definitely. The way it should be. Well, uh, in another story about AI that we've covered on this, uh, we're going to talk once again about Apple's uh, controversial child safety CSAM scanning thing. Um, and they delayed their launch. Uh, we talked a while back about how Apple is listening to its users a little more in what they're doing and kind of making decisions that, in our opinions, are a little better than just doing their own thing and doing their own design. Well, um, they put this child, uh, the child sexual abuse scanning AI that they, they created on hold now. It was supposed to be part of the initial iOS 15 relaunch, or, or launch, uh, but now it isn't. And uh, Apple's listening to people being like, hey, this is a terrible idea. So, um, I find it uh, interesting. This, this, I, my opinion I hasn't changed. I don't, yeah, nothing's changed. It, they, they're not showing any indication that they're going to stop uh, pushing this piece of software. Good out point. To, this is pretty I, common. I didn't leave that out. It said they fact. still will. But yeah, yeah this, this does fact. not, this does not indicate any sort of uh, course correction for Apple. They're just trying to, I'm sure, work with, I don't know, their lawyers work with their their teams that are coding this to really make sure that there's solid evidence or, or solid proof or, or solid ways of, of showing that everything's very secure and, and to quell the concerns that people have. I don't think they're going to go away, even given yeah. more time to perfect this um, or, or, or to work on it with any sort of legal team. It's not going to call concerns. I think the more of it this is out there that this is going to be happening, the more outrage it's going to get. It might die a little bit over time, but that's never going to go away. Sure. And I don't even think that they're trying to like perfect this in the background for the most part. I honestly think they're waiting for that initial backlash to die down. And then once that's died down, they're going to try and reinduce it, reintroduce it again. Do you like that's it's a, it's a common tactic that hmm. I think a lot of like social media, a lot of places like that end up using. Good point. Basically they put out the initial statement, they generate the controversy, they act like they're delaying mm -hmm. it. So things quiet down and then they kind of quietly put it back in later. I, I, I was going to, I will make a, I will make a, a correlated comment to that. Um, it, it, this does come off the heels of a few different announcements that they are pulling different uh, features uh, from the software that they will be releasing it, it seems if they're going to be uh coming out with the phone or at least announcing the phone next week the software would follow the week i think the week mm -hmm. after um like eight days later usually i think or something like that um to me it, it could indicate that they're realizing some of these features these big features they wanted to push whether they were fun and exciting like the share play 
um, or they were more meant for child protection, like the CSAM search, uh, they're realizing maybe that, that it's just not ready um, and they don't want to put something out that's either not going to work well or um, doesn't work as they want it to. Good point. So, Good point. I'm sorry if it's didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no worries. Just wanted to make that, that, that uh, comment. I was what I was going, excuse me, what I was going to bring up was, do you feel like this is just going to be one of those things where um, you're going to get iOS 15.2. whatever. And then in the like bottom, bottom, bottom of the footnotes of, or the release notes of that, that operating system, it's just going to be like, oh yeah, we introduced this again. Like just completely yeah. under the rug type thing. I think, I don't know, not completely under the rug, but I think it'll instead of there being a like flared announcement, it'll just be in the release notes. Okay. That yeah. would be my, that would be my guess. Uh, I've been wrong in the past. I think that could happen. I'll hedge my bets I don't think that it'll, way. I don't think it'll be like a dot dot release. I, I, I don't know how they, how they figure out what features make it a dot versus a dot dot release. Um, but I don't think something like that especially share play would be in like a dot yeah. dot release. That'd be okay. like a 15.2. Yeah. I think dot maybe, dots maybe generally... just to just to give them some room for uh, software bugs, which they have had in the last few uh, releases, major releases. Um, we'll, let's call it 15. Yeah. Four. And that's what okay. I imagine their dot dot is for is probably for hot fixes for bug fixes for security fixes. I think dot is, is a feature for... dot dot is security. And bugs, uh, yeah, maybe security and bugs. You know, maybe, I'll, yeah. I'll 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 bring that back in. Uh, I'll say fifteen. I'll say fifteen point two. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, fifteen one or two is what I imagine, and I'd probably. I'm gonna guess it's just in the release notes, and they don't have another big announcement for it. That's my guess. I could see it. My I opinion on the it. actual thing yeah. hasn't changed. I get why they're doing it, but I see too much like. I see just a wedge slowly growing there where it's like, okay, so we did this for this and now we're going to implement something, something else for another issue. Yep. And so on and so forth and just get more obtrusive over time. We're, we're solving the world's problems <laughs> like that according yeah. to Apple, but they're just, well, intruding. it's not solving the world's problems. It, it, it's not really solving problems as much as sort of like a protection, like a safeguard. Um, I mean, I, I guess it's a problem. It is a problem. Sure. Um, but I guess in the sense of a problem, I think more like I can't take a picture from a thousand yards away. Okay. Solution. Thousand times digital zoom. I can't, <laughs> I can't send a, a message to the other side of the earth in 0. 0.02 seconds. Okay. Solution. H-E. Like I, I, those are, that's the type of solution I would, I, would right. think of, I guess. Like that's a solution. I think this is one of the safeguard. Although I, I mean, yes, technically, technically speaking, um, I guess you could call it a solution. But I, I think calling that a solution would probably infuriate and um, and embolden more people against this. <laughs> uh, okay. In, in my in my opinion. Okay. I could see that. Um, it actually, and... you know what? I have another theory. I bet you they are probably trying to work on a more robust media campaign. Maybe. Ooh, 
because it doesn't seem point. like they're gonna. They're gonna I mean, here's it. the thing, right? I, and I what else are they gonna do? Are they gonna do it? Yeah. Really, you know, shady and and, and you know, kind of fly by night type thing in, in the notes in, in a point two update, um, or they're gonna come out with some big robust campaign either on its own or see this being a big feature at their streaming event. And maybe they just want to take it out for now so that they can more fully explain it next Tuesday. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, I still like, I get why they want to implement the feature, but it's still like, I can see how you can take this feature now and just expand it further into other things that would annoy me immensely. Like I can see the like push for like, fake news or something being the next like avenue they go down hmm. there's probably um, some steps in between those two to be honest or Facebook i can only i mean i can only and i don't use it i can only see it happening in their news app i could see i mean how else, how else are they gonna thing, filter right? i mean like that's like saying okay once they're expanding we're gonna filter out your... google you know no once they're expanding it into your messages why not facebook already if you try and link certain websites or certain articles they won't let you if you use Facebook Messenger. Sure, but that's their platform. We're talking about like an operating system that's using and, and has access to like different platforms. I, I don't think it's, and by sure. access, I mean- you Why, can why wouldn't you, can, that's their Messenger app. Why wouldn't you consider iMessages basically the same? Oh, that's what it's in doing that right case, now. I mean, potentially, yeah. I could see- um, I, I don't think that, I don't think that would, and maybe this is a little too uh, cynical, I think is the right word. Um, or a little too hopeful I, I think might be the right word. <laughs> I I think that's a little too like much. Okay. I, I said this when we first started talking yeah, right about now. this. Well, hold on. I, I said this when we were first talking about this. Apple, and, and this is part of a broader kind of uh, initiative for child safety, not just for you know bad material that they could see, but um, you know trying to keep kids limiting kids use of, of the iPad and, and the phones and um, trying to be more education based, trying to, trying to give a better, I guess, image to, to technology for the youth um, in a, in a safe uh, environment. And this is one of them. This is one it of those, this is one of those features. Though. Exactly. This is, is not, is that their the problem? Okay. It's not to spin well, do you know how many? Sure, it's something many... bigger than this. I'm not, I'm, Brian, in the interest of time, I don't, I'm not going to hash this argument with you again. We, we've had this. Oh, no, no, no. My, I, I got three seconds. Will somebody think of the children? <laughs> there you so go. So many controversial policies get pushed through that way and expanded from there. It's always a good ingress point. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Interesting. On that note, uh, speaking of solving a problem that uh, I guess exists, um, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure, uh, but driver's licenses will soon be coming to the, to the iPhone and Apple Watch in eight states, and those eight states are Arizona, Georgia, Connecticut, Iowa, Kentucky, Maryland, Oklahoma, and Utah, um, rolling out with Arizona and Georgia first, but that's kind of interesting to see, but the the point I want to talk about in a in a lot of uh, stuff with this article is you can use this at the TSA at the airport, so you can use this in place of your physical ID at an airport. Hmm. This uh, this article was really poorly written 
because at the end they said, you'll be able to use your digital ID at TSA without handing over your Apple device. What do you think you have to do to show your physical ID? What do you, you take your wrist and you put it on their scanner? I guess I don't know. You still have. I to, don't know. You still have to present the the device. Oh, my yeah. point. Be, my point is the, the article was was not written the best. Um, I'm not eloquently just... speaking at all on this podcast today. Um, <laughs> but it, it it is it could have been better. I mean, it, like yes. it, it was just a a stupid a stupid line. But to the point of you know the actual article. Um, I think it's interesting. Um, again, this is, and this is sort of a, an interesting, I don't know about paradox, but it, two things kind of butting at each other. You have Apple trying to go as digital as possible, um, trying to do all kinds of mobile payment, um, trying to put student IDs in their phones, trying to put uh, driver's licenses in phones, all kinds of credit cards, debit cards, all that. But they also sell and have a physical card. Right. So what's, like, I, I don't understand that they, they have their feet in, like, two different ponds, basically. And they haven't figured out which one they want to be in more. I, I understand there's a reason for both, and you can have both at the same time. It's just interesting that they're pushing so hard for digital wallets, and at the same time also pushing a physical card why do i feel like I that's some sort of like sec law or an ftc thing or some sort of like regulation that says you need to have card i don't know though that's no, the boy. thing i i, I haven't looked too much into it but i wouldn't be surprised if if there is but again i mean you, you can use you you can use a digital version of that right on on your phone right so i mean i i don't understand i don't know why how does the Apple card work? Is do you like control what credit card it is from your phone, or is it its own credit card? It's its, its own, own credit card. Yeah, it's its own thing. Okay, with, so with its own know. sort of benefits, and <laughs> well, I, I don't know them off the top of my head. Well, in that case, uh, the thing... I don't know other than maybe they want to get into like the credit business as well. Who knows? They do. The they th do. Be, just be through the, this card. But again, they could very well. Again, I, I'm not really well skilled in this area. To me, it seems like they could very easily just do a digital card. Um, I mean, even, I mean, I guess when you get a new card, you get a new card. It's not like, okay, I get an email with my card. Um, maybe that's because it's more secure to do it that way. Um, even though there's tons of mail fraud that, that exists. Um, I'm trying to think of an example of a digital card, a rewards card. I, I don't really know. Think, um, think about, uh, and maybe there are restrictions. Maybe there are restrictions. I, I don't know. Think about uh, football. I, I just tickets. think it's very interesting that they, I just think it's interesting that they, they go in, in these two different directions at the same time. Um, here's here's a good example. Um, think about the, the Ventra card in Chicago. To to use any of the, the CTA or uh, Metro stuff, you have a Ventra card. It's literally within an app on your phone. You don't have a physical thing. You could go up to a kiosk and get a physical thing if you really want to. But yeah. in its base form, it's literally just on your phone. So huh. I don't know. That that's I guess that's kind of an example. But then again, that's also think... just transit. It's not legitimate banking. Yeah, I, I think maybe that's the point. Maybe, maybe that's the where, where the buck stops. Like as soon as you get into a payment system or, or a, pay, a form of payment, 
-hmm. You can no longer just use or, or just uh, send to the, to your user, a digital form of that. Well, and the one point that I wanted to bring up here too, that I, I found kind of interesting is it's used kind of, it says uh, adding a license or ID will work much the same way as adding a debit or credit card to Apple wallet. But Apple said it's rolling out few requirements for additional security users scan their ID. They will be asked to take a selfie, which will be provided to the issuing state for verification as an additional security measure. Users will also be asked to complete a series of facial and head movements during the setup process. So I guess it's verifying <laughs> you in other ways as well as opposed to just adding a card yeah i'm really curious how this is going to work um i mean to to put it lightly government programs suck <laughs> they just <laughs> suck they're 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 bloated they are slow um if you're me they just deliver your packages to the wrong place and just say like screw off basically um so I, I don't know how this is going to work, if there's going to be like a, like an Apple slash TSA team that works together to, to verify um, these people. I, I don't know how it's going to work. Right. Because you, you can't have an Apple employee, you can't have an Apple employee verifying government IDs. At the same time, I would not, completely rely on the government to get this done just because of how bloated and slow the government is and how it runs. Right. And maybe, yeah. maybe I'm not looking at this the right no, way. No, I, I agree. Ryan, I'm assuming you and I are, are probably in line here on an hour. Probably perceiving. Uh, this. Nothing ever rolls out. Well, I'm honestly, I'm still like way back kind of at like a different maximum, which is just, if it exists, it could be hacked. And that's kind of where I am still. Like, there's it says I it's mean, encrypted, be, but sure. But there's go-between attacks. I don't know how they're doing everything. Like, there's a lot of other ways to get around that social engineering, and, yeah. all that stuff. So yeah, and honestly, there's ways to get people's license numbers and all that that way too. Right. There's a lot of stuff you can use to get around it. I mean, there's I'm, other avenues currently you can do. You can yeah, use for to sure. Do that. Right. Yeah, you can absolutely steal someone's identity other ways. Definitely. It's I, I'm just still uncomfortable with the idea of having like the purely digital ID. Yeah, I, I'm actually well, you have to have a physical ID to even get a digital ID, but I, I'm oh. kind of with you. I don't because you need to scan it. Yeah, you need to scan and then it. You need, so. And then you need to verify your own identity. Um but yeah, you need to have the card to scan. Um so basically you, you can't just create a, a digital ID. I wonder um, how this interacts with fake IDs. Well, that's a yeah. good point because mm. the barcode on the back of an ID is what's called a PDFA um, barcode. It's it's a form of QR code, kind of. Okay. Um, barcodes on your IDs? It, yeah, it's it's technically it's yeah. like a uh, um, it's like a barcode. Oh, look at that. <laughs> I never noticed that. <laughs> and and you have can... you never had to have you never had your ID scanned? No, I'm in a different state. They just punch it in manually. Huh. Weird. I got an out-of-state ID. They've never, like, scanned it. Huh. Really? Interesting. Yeah. I got it scanned at a grocery store, like, recently when I was buying, like, 
grocery or like well, I guess not groceries. It was seltzers. Illinois or uh, Indiana. It was Indiana. It was Indiana. I, yeah, I was shocked. I've never I seen a store take my ID and swipe it across the the scan oh, they don't module. S- I thought it was a barcode. I don't know. The no, point is, it, no one's done yeah, that. It is a it is a barcode. It has a barcode, right? but it holds it holds information on it that that more information than a barcode. Yeah. So, but yeah, hey, regardless, it's regardless, your blood type. Yeah, yeah, that's usually for blood. medical purposes, so that if you get in a bad accident, they can transfuse the right blood to you. Right? I don't think this is right because I well, for starters, I don't even know my blood type, so I couldn't have told them. Um, <laughs> But I don't know what RH factor. Well, is. it might be. Are you sure that's not a uh, blood? Oh, type? it's no, no, no. RH factor is uh, like subtype in blood types. Ah, a yeah. Very... So this is basically R... a template for where information would go if I had it. Wow, I I actually learned something from watching Ancient Aliens. Look at that. <laughs> nice. And on that note, but, uh, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I'm not done. Okay. I Jeez. I do wonder if, like, for example, siblings. We'll use this to try and like, if say an older sibling doesn't oh. want to have their digital ID or twins put it on their young, yeah. Well, twins, it doesn't matter because they're oh, of age at the same time. You like, will do example, it anyway. Yeah, I'm curious though if like an older brother or something who doesn't want their ID digital would just put it on their younger sibling's phone, and then have that to do illegal things with. Right. Like I mean, this is specifically. I mean. This is specifically for the purpose of TSA. I can't imagine. I, I really oh, is that can't all imagine. Is used for it's not in like grocery stores. I'm, I'm sure it's for other applications, but that's the one they talk about it, in this article. Yeah. So, like for example, using a trying to to put in a fake. First of all, I don't think that they would be able to get a fake in, and if they oh, did, no, I didn't say you a still fake. have to. No, he, you you're saying one of you start talking. You're, about you're I saying said older sibling. I did bring up fakes. Mm-hmm. I said yeah. I wonder how that works out. Yeah, and and I'm and I'm responding to that. I, I don't think that sure, would sure, necessarily sure. go through. Um, not Probably not, not only do you have to have. I mean, yes, there are way better uh, methods to test whether an ID is legitimate or not in person versus in a picture. Um, but I'm sure there's telltale signs that they can figure out with with photo id not just with, with a picture of the photo ID. yeah not just that i'm sure they were able to actually scan the barcode on the back to to try and prove that and at that point if you're using a fake id and it works congratulations you've gained the system oh no you are was... now a criminal and if you get caught you're screwed <laughs> like, i wasn't thinking screwed. people would use that for... i wasn't thinking people would use it for the tsa i was figuring people would use it for like the purchase of tobacco and alcohol yeah, no, I, I, and I, and to that point, I, I guarantee you, there is going to be a moratorium on digital IDs in liquor stores, in um, places what where it sell booze, and and in bars and clubs. There's no way that they yeah. would allow and a fake smoke because now too, because you have to be, I think, 21 in a lot of places now to buy uh, nicotine. I'm pretty sure it's a national thing. Yeah, I think that just didn't that change at least in the United States. It's a national thing. I'm an old Um, man, so I don't remember anything, right? Didn't affect me. I I don't think they're going to put a moratorium on that because how are they going to train? You can't train people to be door working door or working, you know, at a bar or or at a um, a liquor store 
to snuff out fake digital IDs. At yeah. that point, maybe they put some sort of like I, I can see the only the only thing I can see in in regard to a fake digital ID would be actually creating a counterfeit digital ID. Yeah. So there's got to be some sort of way, like in Ventra, for example, in the Ventra app in Chicago, they got really smart pretty quickly because they realized that people were able to basically copy the code and copy the graphics that show on your <laughs> on your ticket on on your pass. It, it was it's a digital. I mean, it's basically a screen, and there's all kinds of moving trains and people, and I think they change colors sometimes. Yeah. And there are trains that go at like different speeds. So they've really figured out how to get people from like gaming the system. And even still, um, they can catch people pretty easily. Um, I think you have to like do something. They, they make people tap the screen. And if you tap screen, it does change. It changed to something. Yeah. It changes to something else. So like there's, yeah. there's two so, different systems. Yeah. So my, my point being kind of like how you have like foils on standard issue government IDs. Um, and in the venture app, they do sort of like a digital version of that. I can only imagine there's going to be something similar to that, maybe okay. like a, a like a special like shine or like a, an actual holograph or something, some way that you're not able to just digitally uh, create a fake ID. Oh yeah, good point. Good point. I'm just, I'm just curious in the like interim period while the bugs get ironed out. That's the part I'm interested to yep. see. Yep. And people figure it out and how that kind of works. Like it's a little different from like a student ID per se, because your student ID can let you into buildings and stuff like that. And we talked about that being on on Apple Watch and iPhones and stuff like that. But this is literally the government ID. This allows you to do yeah. things through the government. So it's going to be very interesting to see how, how they implement this and whether this is going to be a, a rocky start. So, yeah, I guess my biggest question is, are, if this, if this truly does get mainstream and it works or whatever, are they going to do what bars do where they ask you for a second form of verification of, of ID? That Who knows? Sense. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, mean, I to would. That, to that point, it kind of, it defeats the purpose of a digital ID. Oh, um, I forgot places do that, but, but yeah, like how else are you going to verify um, that this person's legit? If you don't have, like we said, a robust digital ID verification system and an app. Um, right. Well, I guess it'd be in wallet, but I mean, really, really secure, really um, just different and really unique to make sure that you really can't replicate it. Right. Or, or come close. There you go. Well, in the interest of time, we're going to move over to our next article here. Um, these next two should be relatively quick here, hopefully. Um, our next <laughs> article here, we have Apple losing one of their uh, their chief special projects coordinator here, um, who was supposedly the um, head of the car special project. Uh, Doug Field moved over to uh, Ford, and he is joining as their... Um, what is it? It's said here. Um, I think he's in their electric cars. Yeah, there, stuff, no? there was a, the, he will become Ford's chief advanced technology and embedded systems officer reporting to the CEO. Um, basically putting him in charge of all mm -hmm. the, uh, electric driving, um, 
electric cars, self-driving, all, all of those cool projects. Um, but this is interesting because he is um, kind of the, the special projects lead at Apple, and he's kind of jumping ship. And in June, Bloomberg reported three other executives kind of jumped ship uh, from that his team as well. So does that signal the end of the Apple car project? No. Okay. I don't think so. I don't think so. This happens all the time. You, you have a very special uh, project for some company. Um, and then during the process, people leave and they move, but they go elsewhere. Um, Tesla people came and went to, to Apple. Now they're going to Ford. I mean, it, I, I don't, I don't see this as a end of the project. Um, to that end, I still, I still can't imagine Apple delivering a, a vehicle, a car. Um, right. I, I would like to think they would start a little smaller, with, like an electric scooter. Um, an e-bike maybe, um, or, or maybe like a, a, a dune buggy type thing, um, or, or some sort of like ATV or, or, or something to compete with what, uh, Tesla unveiled with their Cybertruck, um, that, that ATV, um, it, it just seems, and I'm not trying to put Apple in a box here, um, but they're a consumer electronics company. They're not a, a car company. I don't really, the, the, they have connections in the car space, but they have connections in the car space to license them their software or to right. license them the ability to use their software. Um, uh, an Apple car just doesn't really make sense to me. If they want to do anything, I would like them to do more with software. Actually, I would much prefer them to build out CarPlay and, um, and work with Android Auto to, you know, to try and get some sort of more uh, robust um, package that they could sell to car companies. One thing I've noticed with car ca cars um, over my expert 23 years on this beautiful planet is the software on it sucks. The maps are usually terrible. They're not very, they're not typically um, updated. Um, and if they do get updates, you typically have to do them manually or go to the dealership. Tesla's broken this uh, mold in this sort of way. Um, but again, they're, they're really more of a software company than they are a car company. Um, I, I would love them to build it out, CarPlay out more, and then to license it out as a full um, car entertainment and um, just system. Um, I, I don't yeah. think they should be going into this car business. It, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I think a lot of car companies at this point, they'd be better off just slapping like Android Auto or and or CarPlay in there because right, yeah, usually their UI is an absolute nightmare. Yeah, like it, it's usually very poorly designed, or or usually... even even just stock Android or stock iOS or some, some sort of mm. software itself. Hey, hear, hear me out. Hear me out. No, I just um, mean for the media stuff. Hear me out. Yes. I, I agree with you on that, but just in general, like Tesla's have their own operating system. Basically they're they're The right. car is designed around a piece of software. I think that 
as we get into more technologically advanced cars and stuff like that, you should have a car that is more interconnected with the media or the infotainment system rather than you you have all of your your buttons and dials and stuff like that. Not to say that those aren't good to have and I will die on a hill that mechanical dials and all that stuff are better in cars. Amen, brother. But, Amen. but even if you get that integrated with a very holistic software solution, even pro- if it is provided by somebody like Apple, I think that that would be a much better user experience than it would be for all of these janky 10-year-old uh, interface systems. So... I mean, I think I agree with you. I think we agree, but I think we disagree. There's CarPlay was made for cars. Correct. It was not, it's yet in a way it is a version of iOS, but it's not iOS. The the design language, the, the way the buttons are sized, the way they have it laid out is specifically for a car. Putting iOS in there would be going backwards. What they should do um, and what, I would rather see Apple do is go more of a holistic approach with an, a full OS that goes further than CarPlay that also integrates and can directly compete with, no, nah, I guess not integrates, but can directly compete with um, Tesla's autopilot. And in Good turn, point. they can license this entire system. It's not just the infotainment. It's not just, you know, the settings. It's also the autonomous, you know, vehicle portion of it. Oh, but okay. they don't need to provide the hardware necessarily. They can, they can give recommendations on the type of sensors to use or cameras, but they don't need to deliver a hardware solution. I think that's what they should be doing. Interesting. I think it's likely that what they could be doing um, and they've been working on this project for a while, but whenever you see pictures, it's just a random car with all kinds of sensors on it. I it's it last year and a half has been rough for everyone. So who knows if we've missed things or they're just really damn good at hiding things from us. Um, although I wouldn't say that's the case just because the iPhone that should be coming out soon has likely been leaked since probably January or February or March. Um, that being said, if they really do have a car that's coming, it may not be a shock, but whatever it is, is going to be because it's, I suppose, been kept under pretty tight lips. Um, but, but to reiterate my point, they should be more focused on software. They're a, okay. they're a consumer electronics company and a software company. Um, they, and a services company. Actually, this would be a phenomenal uh, addition to their services uh, side of the business. It, they have their consumer services and they have the services that they license out exclusively to car dealers. I think this is a perfect solution. And, and this only furthers their sort of trajectory on their, their services uh, side of the business. Interesting. To kind of bring it back to the original story, <laughs> we've wandered a little bit, but uh, uh, they probably did take a pretty hard hit, I think, losing their chief. He was in charge of the project, wasn't he? He was in charge of all their special he's the projects. VP of the special oh, okay. projects division. Oh, okay. I thought he was like the head of the team for the car. I think that would have been no, a he, lot. He was that. Loss. He's the head of the team that controls 
the car project and any of the other special projects that Apple yeah, does. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the which the, is a hit that guy's like, boss. If for example, yeah. the team lead on the car left. Mm, that okay. would have been a much harder hit to that car. Yeah, good point. This is definitely an inconvenience. Probably not the end of the world. No, I right. I still have trouble believing that they're really, really committed to this car thing, or if it's an idea that they've just been fleshing out. And if they think there's potential, they might continue it on. I, I, from the very beginning, I wasn't sure that they actually wanted to follow through with this. Like, because it's really stepping into a market they have not experience in. Not any. True. (laughs) True, true. But who knows? Maybe, you know, the project will reveal potential and they might bring a car out one day. I don't know. Um, I mean, go ahead. No, as far as everything else goes that you were saying, though, like, I don't, I, I'm fine with CarPlay where it is right now, where it is, it's in charge of like your maps, your media and all that good stuff. Integrating it into the rest of the car is a chore and a half because then you have to integrate into a new uh, communication system. I think they usually use something called CAM bus in cars and a lot of industrial things. Uh, it, it becomes a lot of weird integration things. You have to be able to play with whatever that company's sensors are going to be. And I think trying to get a totality like solution for cars from Apple that'll apply to like every different company's cars, it's uh, it's pretty ambitious. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. agree. But I think it's a lot less ambitious though than delivering. I mean, the full solution, right? All four yeah. wheels, the steering wheel. Just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If the if you literally just put them like, hey, can you guys like set up a generic UI for our car settings? And then, like, some other stuff, like, obviously manage the radio and all that stuff. That makes perfect sense to me. Like, just leave them there, and that might, you know, balance those two little fields a little better. There you go. Yeah. I mean, making – it's got to be its own thing. It, it can't yeah. – it could be derivative of, of iOS and CarPlay, but it cannot be the exact same thing. Yeah, sure. Um, okay. it, has to, it has to offer more. It has to service more, not just, I mean, functionality-wise, but – as you said, all kinds of cars, right? Um, I don't think that it would be too terrible or too outlandish of an idea, just as we see Apple and all kinds of other companies creating all sorts of standards, Qi standard. I mean, the, the, the IoT standard they're trying to, to create to try and make things more universal. Um, I, can, I can see that happening with uh, car sensors, um, and car and sensing technology for cars in order for um, this software to work. And, and likewise, by the way, I want to see this with, with Android as well. I want there to be options um, and I want there to be competition because competition only makes things better for the consumer. True, true. Well, speaking of competition, there's going to be a, a fair bit more competition in the phone market coming up because the iPhone 13 is expected to launch uh, September 14th, which isn't that next Tuesday? Yeah, that is yep, that, that is, is next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, along with a couple of other products, people are really hoping that the Apple Watch Series 7 is going to release as well as the M1X chip. Uh, that Apple is supposedly have been working on for a while. Um, so we're definitely going to have to stay tuned to um, see what, what comes out of this. Um, um, I'm pretty sure they already had the M1X. Let no, me... Out. I, I don't believe so. Um, it's not... 
Apple's expected to announce next generation of its homemade chip, rumored to be called the M1X. Maybe I'm wrong. I guess I'm wrong. I thought it was for more devices because they're still slowly getting out the M1 chip to all of their other devices. I guess I'm thinking of, I was thinking of the iPad because they just put the M1 on the iPad. Yeah. But, um, and typically they would put an X iteration of their, uh, app, their, their phone chip in there. Um, that's, that's what I was thinking. So that's my, okay. Yeah. No worries. Um, but either way, uh, stick around to tech talk nation here. We actually were talking about this before the episode today. Uh, we want to do a Tuesday episode next week. So we will make sure to cover all of the juicy details, uh, from this press release by Apple and, uh, hopefully a new iPhone. So we will, uh, tune into our resident Apple expert here, Mr. Matt Grislow. Hopefully. Uh, I think it's just a given. Well, Fair. don't forget, this is also the final, I guess, announcement and, and showcase for iOS 15 and how it'll integrate not just with the current phones, but the newest phones and what sort of uh, technology and sort of uh, software they're able to leverage to do new things on these phones. Um, right. To that end, I think this could, again, potentially be another uh, opportunity for Apple to uh, prove that the CSAM thing is, is worth it. Um, and, and that gives them a platform to do it. And I say that because it's going to be a fully, uh, like, record. I don't know if it's streamed or it's re- fully, it's pre-recorded. Um, either way, they don't have, I guess, like a live audience or whatever. So in that regard, they can just keep going. No one's going to interrupt them if there's some sort of, I guess, problem people have with something. You're not going to hear deers or boos or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. So look out, look out for what iOS 15, how, or rather, look out for how iOS 15 is going to initially roll out. It's not going to have SharePlay on it. It's not going to have the CSAM stuff initially on it. Um, and I think there's one or two other features that they will also not be rolling out um, at the start with it. I wonder so, if it's going to just play like an extended commercial. <laughs> It I, sort of has. I mean, been yeah, kind of. Few. But it, they, I will bit. say, they they've really proven, and I, I'm not surprised with a company the size and with the budget and wallet of Apple. Um, they've proven their production quality on oh, content is unbelievable. I don't have, I have no doubt in my mind that's partially due to um, their Apple TV Plus like studio. Um, where they can, I'm sure, pull people from those shows to help with their own uh, internal things in, in videos, um, graphics, and things like that. They do a phenomenal job anyway every year with their beautiful renderings. I mean, their life, they really are lifelike. Um, but I, I can only imagine that they're pulling yeah. resources from like Apple, Apple TV Plus um, and their, their partners there to help them produce these things. So they're really... Well, I mean, done. sure. Their marketing though has been on point since like all the way back, even in like 1984. Yeah, where like you can see that iconic 1984 Apple commercial. Like, their marketing has pretty much never been like bad. True, yeah. <laughs> it's always been good. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at their camera right now. That's something that I'm going to be curious about because I'm expecting something crazy i guess from google's next camera iteration with their like 
that one's going to be one of their things with a custom, uh, basically like machine learning and AI core to process images. Mm -hmm. And like the, they, they have had the same sensor since I think the pixel two. Wow. That same sensor in all of their phones, even their flagships. And the pictures look just as good as like a Samsung, as an iPhone. Like it looks just as good. So I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to try and put extra work into their camera or not to try and compete with that. Or if, I mean, they are, it really is like, they don't have to, it's not like they have to unseat anybody. Like their cameras already are great. So, right. I, either way, I'm just curious. I can't tell you how elated I would be if they were really able to compete with, uh, with Google's camera code. I mean, it's really not the hardware, as you said, it's, it's the software. Um, yeah, Mm -hmm. I, I, I would, so I'm still rocking an iPhone eight. Sure. This is this phone as of this month is a four year old device. Personally, I've owned this for three and a half years, but this, this device was designed and manufactured four years ago. It has technology that does not exist anymore. It has features that are no longer on any iPhone. Um, <laughs> it's got it's got a chin and a, a chin a and a button. you know a forehead. Not to mention this ancient thing they call a home button and Touch ID. One of my favorite things in the world. My biggest holdout. Oh, um, I forgot iPhones don't have fingerprint scanners. Oh, that's that's right. The biggest my biggest holdout. For getting a brand new phone, and and I am a very I'm a tech person. You you know this fits, or probably, probably a little more so than you, Ryan. But you know this too. I, I'm a big tech guy. I like new technology. I like to see what's out there, and I like to experience it. Um, at the same time, I've gotten to the point sometime in college where I realized that it's not just about the new stuff, and it's new and shiny, and you have to have it. it it's it's more of a personal. Uh, investment and so i'm i have been holding out on some sort of new phone unlocking system i personally hate face id this phone was last phone one of the last phones uh in the main line the se has come out since an se2 that still has the home button but this is the last flag or mainline phone in the iphone line that they sold with touch id at the same time, they came out with the iPhone 10, which was the first phone to come out with Face ID. And they've stuck with that since, and every one of their products has it. Almost just about every one of their products has it, at least the iPad and the iPhone. They did just put Touch ID in the power button in the iPad Air, which gave me a really false sense of hope for the iPhone that they'll put it in the iPhone. I think it's a perfect solution for it. Um, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm specifically holding out on some sort of fingerprint um, I ID. I really do not like face ID. I think it's too slow. I think if anything, the last year and a half has only proven that the this button is superior, far superior than the face uh face ID because of us all being masked up, you know. I I I like that so much more that to me that's worth more than an updated processor, it's worth more than updated cameras, it's worth more than um better screen technology. I swapped my battery yeah. out in March or April. 
it's at 93% the capacity now, which is a little wild, but the processor is still going as great as it has before with all the software updates I've had since whatever came on it, 12 maybe. So I'm not upgrading until Apple gives me a, a damn good reason. Um, I, again, I'm really hard set on this, you know, this unlocking thing, but, and I, and I said, I wouldn't do it for the camera. But if they could rival Google Pixel and that camera technology, um, that would make that would make me consider switching. Interesting, definitely. It would yeah. con- it would make me consider. Do, do you remember what kind of fingerprint scanner is on the iPhones? What kind? Yeah, if it was like optical or something else. I thought um, it was capacitive. Maybe it could be. Well, it's a capacitive touch um, button. It's there. They ended up not even being physical buttons now. So, like, if my phone gets yeah, turned yeah, off or or fine. dies for a day, which it did this week, um, shout out to the Apple employee who wiped my phone without telling me she was going to wipe my phone. Um, thank God I'm an iCloud um, enthusiast because I would have lost everything. Um, so, shout out to her. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it's a capacitive touch button. It it, I think they're moving towards it on some of the phones or iPads for the volume rockers, um, and I think that's like a rumor that they're going to be doing that for um, like volume rockers. They need a physical we'll button in order to reset things. I don't know how you're going to be able to do any sort of reset. Ah, okay. If it's through software and you can't so I think physically interact with the device, but I think their scanner is even capacitive as well. Yeah, yeah. it says. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of other companies use uh, optical. Yeah, actually, that, it says that lets you. Well, that lets you embed it underneath the screen, though. Mm-hmm. So that you don't right. even have to put it anywhere else. You can I, just put your thumb I on got, the screen and it works. I got one underneath the screen here. See, yeah, it's really <laughs> cool. Yeah. Notifications. Yeah. yeah, but uh, so but I, I agree with you that that like putting it on the power button on the side. I love that solution. There's other phones that have used it. Uh, my tablet uses it. Uh, the other option is you'd be surprised how nice having a fingerprint scanner on the back is. Uh, I know it sounds you just, but you just tap it with your index, right? And that's it's not also it's unergonomic what? to how I hold a phone, though. I hold my phone yeah. kind of like this. You don't hold your phone like, like this. Fitz's phone is an example. No, I, I actually too. hold it like this. Right a- yeah. Okay, well, both hold your Psychopaths. phones, though. Both hold up your phones. I hold I my phone point, like this. I hold it so like I this. I just go like that. Yeah, I, ho- I hold it like the this with the finger underneath. The camera is right above the fingerprint sensor. Yes. Yeah, right so above we don't have fingerprints. We if don't have you, fingerprints. If you're not looking, you could very easily smudge a sensor. I'm not saying it's a big deal. You what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but phones that do that, they always put the camera, like, in one of the corners. Right. The point but, I was going to make, though, is, like, you can put it on the back, and that's a solution, and it also lets you, like, you can scroll, and you can actually interact with that on the back as well. That's something people have done in the past. Yeah. And I don't really power, that bu- power buttons. Yeah, power button. Let's be honest. That's probably the best place to hide it. This is, it's one of the most ergonomic things. I mean, seriously, when you grab your phone. Yeah. yeah. You have to do that turn it on and you double tap the display depending like, on Like, oh my are, god, this is this is so nice. I love this. Literally um, all they'd have to do is I don't know what the bezels right now look on an iPhone. I think they've flattened out on the recent ones. Yep. Yep. Okay. So like they, wouldn't even, 
they wouldn't even have to change that much now then no they'd no. just have to make it a little bigger and then slap a thing in there i don't know what the size is on the ipad airs but depending on how big it is they that. probably would make it smaller to fit the phone mine's, i mean mine's relatively tiny oh god you can kind of see it above the pen there yeah iPad? no that's not an ipad i was gonna say i didn't think you did um no, no, yeah no, this is again all, all they have to do is miniaturize the technology that's it that's it that's all they gotta do they oh, have yeah. it they have not only do they have it they have it configured in the software oh, yeah. all they have to do is figure out how to make it a little smaller the internal yeah. portions of it I, so I honestly think it in, is in just this size faster. this form it faster. is faster and better just flat right yes it is, it is. In, in fact i mean and this isn't i'll end with this okay um this is not like a novel idea of mine. Um, no. I don't really know why they can't go for both. Why not? It's not even a novel idea because they put it in their own product. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't have a single device that has both Face ID and Touch ID. Well, no, that's not true. The iPad they do does have that, it. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. The... Is there Face ID in I have the no iPad clue. Airs? I know. Maybe not in the Airs, no. I don't know, actually. I think is that not, so. That's it's the only remaining uh, Apple product Apple. that has Touch ID. Macs have Touch ID now too, so oh, yeah, it yeah. is true. But I don't think they have Face ID. I don't think so. Do they? I I, no, I haven't not. I haven't set it up. If if it does, I could. So. If, I know I got to imagine the Pro does if it has that thing that'll track your face when you're like moving around. I don't know. Yeah, but it has Face ID. Hey, well, that's, knows, that, that technology is for, um, oh, that's just AR. That's a different sensor. That's, li- or I'm sorry, that's not AR, that's LiDAR. Um, yeah. And that's on the other side. I actually have it on my iPad. I have the second gen uh, iPad Pro, oh, the 11 inch. Um, it's now dated. They've come out with a new one with the M1 chip in it. Um, I want to find something myself, but. Supposedly the M1 chip isn't too much better anyway, but. At least for, for iPad purposes. It's not that it's not better. The problem is for Apple, iPad purposes. No, it, it, it's not even that. It's that they they basically put like a thinking of like a, a example, like a super crazy engine in like a Prius, <laughs> and then they <sighs> limited <sighs> they limited how how good yeah exactly go, or how how high you know yeah. of a ceiling I of, think... of output that 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 engine could go that's exactly what they did to the ipad they didn't give the yeah. features that could use it and they're barely scratching the surface of that processor exactly. they did not do it any favors and that's probably one of my biggest criticisms of apple right now they yeah, put this why... mondo wild chip in here and they're not even coming close to to using its capabilities i think they even limited the amount of ram it can use they yeah. well it's a it's a system on a chip so it's all it's all self-contained uh, depending on the the chip that you have, sure. obviously, but part of it, I, um, or part of it, I know rather is just how iOS interacts with how it handles tasks and how uh, their new version of uh, Mac OS handles uh, tasks. True. And by so the way, there's the a lot answer, of like. Design. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. The answer is is no. The iPad Air does not have Face ID. Exclusively has Touch ID. I don't know if that sensor was just too much to put in in the iPad. My, my iPad has it, 
but I don't, I don't even have it turned on. That's how much I hate oh, it. Man. I do not have it turned on. I hate it. What if Google takes away the fingerprint sensor? Oh no. That's also <laughs> a, that's also a possibility. That's a horrible too. thought. Oh no. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I I'm a big biometric, you know, yeah, authenticator fan. I'm we a are fan. Swinging I guess into of it. that uh, part of the year though, that like September to like November, where just everything releases. Yep. Yeah, there we go. A fun time. Definitely. Mm-hmm. You know what? Also, is a fun time. Going shopping. Uh, Amazon is releasing their uh, cashierless technology to Whole Foods. I'm not sure if you guys have ever done this before, but if you go to an Amazon Go store, uh, you just literally scan in with a QR code uh, to their store, uh, go up to a shelf, pick out what you want, and then you just literally walk out. And then you get a receipt for it later. And um, they're bringing that to Whole Foods. One store in California is kind of their pilot test for it. and kind of kind of moving uh, away from the cashier uh, as opposed to the um, people who just scan stuff all day. Uh, they did mention that the uh, Whole Foods stores will have comparable, in quotes, number of team members to similar size store, but they'll spend their time differently because they're not being a cashier now. They're just stocking shelves or keeping the store clean or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, that might just be to abate some panic. True. Very true. But also if you've ever, if you haven't tried one of these like cashierless shopping things, it's creepy. It's creepy. And it's, uh, it's interesting, but it's like super creepy because there's just like one person in the store that you don't even interact with just kind of like, stocking shelves and then you you just walk out with stuff and it feels like you're robbing the place it's it's really weird <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i don't know if this is a hot take or if this is just what i think is a natural progression of things um i think it's a natural progression and in, in, two ways. One, uh, uh, Amazon's rolled out this technology with their own, um, like stores, um, right. their own grocery stores. So why wouldn't they do it with the store they own? Um, that that's one sort of natural progression of this, um, uh, implementation of touchless, contactless, no people to check you out sort of payment system. The other way I see this going the only reason I see this going the way it is um, is because of the work shortage right now. I mean, there there are so many companies that are struggling to hire that can't. And the most logical way to solve that is to remove the volatile workforce. Yeah. That's been a huge, uh, what do you call it? Unintended consequence probably. Automation, of like, of, well, yeah, of all this, like, expanded unemployment, and then, uh, I don't even know what the word is, Corona bucks, Corona checks. You the, understand what I'm? The, yeah, um, yeah, you understand what I'm trying. The stimmies, to say, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Even, I mean, you, well, you no. even said one of you said the, the point of one person stocking the shelf. They have robots that stock the oh, yeah. warehouses. I'm surprised they don't even already have those in the stores. <laughs> that but, you yeah, know of. To finish my point. Yeah, I mean, I've never been in one of those stores. To to mm-hmm. be fully transparent, I'm not. Um, 
I've been finished my point. <laughs> Sorry. I, before I we go too was... before we go too far off, I do want to finish the point. Uh, Sorry, I didn't. I didn't realize I was interrupting. Go ahead. The unintended consequence of all that might be just a rapid progression in automation technology to try and make up for uh, the dearth of workers. I, yeah. I that's a really good point because on the, the news today, I did see a, a story about um, a restaurant that just replaced their entire wait staff with robots because they just couldn't get anybody to apply. Yeah, like they 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 had no choice because and their their entire argument was they were they weren't replacing jobs because the jobs were never they filled fill them right so yeah i i think it's perfectly understandable as a natural progression of things not just in terms of the way that the world seemingly is going but the way that the world is operated in the last year and a half people don't want to work oh. for whatever mm-hmm. reason fine that's going to be hurting yeah. a lot of businesses so they're going to be taking every opportunity they can to either pivot or to try and fill that gap. And the best way is it's going to be a high upfront cost for the, for the technology that pays itself off over time right. when you're no longer oh, paying yeah. worker salaries and pensions and, you know, insurance, if you're getting that. Yeah. Like right. I said, I think it accelerated it a lot. And plus, like, Looking at, or just like kind of taking a step back and looking around the world, I think England wants to lock down again. Uh, there's places in Australia that are like locking down their streets and like executing puppies to prevent people from leaving their houses. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a real story in Australia. Oh. Yeah, Australia is a little wild right now. But uh, well, didn't they just lock down because they had one case? That was, basically, yeah. That was, uh, was it New well, Zealand? Was it Australia or was that it New was in, Zealand? New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand might be one case. Australia might have been specifically a place called New South Wales, I think. Okay. I think that's where uh, an animal shelter, to prevent people from trying to like leave their homes and adopt puppies, executed the puppies. That's awful. That is genuinely yeah. awful. That's yeah. Terrible. Aust- Australia, like, that kind of place is kind of crazy a little bit in a lot of ways, it seems to me. But anyway... That's neither here nor there. Yeah, it's definitely seems like it's accelerating this because then if a business can't operate again, well, you know, now I don't have to lay people off. I don't have to fire people. I can just try and maintain my place and then fire it right back up. And I don't have I don't have that lead in time of getting people to work again. I just have all my stuff ready all, all ready. Right. You're right. pumping up product. Yeah. Good point. And I mean, it probably shouldn't be that way, obviously, but this, I mean, this has been an unintended consequence of just accelerating this kind of thought process for businesses. At that point, your only other extra cost is your maintenance cost and upkeep. 